I am Anna Carmo here in Lisbon on the last day of the UN Ocean Conference. Closing the event on Friday, Under Secretary General for Legal Affairs, Miguel Serpa Suárez, spelled out the challenges that still need to be addressed to ensure lasting protection and the restoration of our ocean. Looking back on the week, Mr. Suárez sat down with UN News' Eleuterio Gavan. He started by laying out what the conference had achieved. You know, significant as it is, the conference is not alone in 2022. And in the next few months, we will have several crucial events that hold many opportunities to demonstrate our commitments and ambition to turn the tide in favor of ocean sustainability. Uh, we will start with the Intergovernmental Conference on Marine Biodiversity of Areas Beyond National Jurisdiction. This will be followed by the post-2020 Global Biodiversity Framework negotiations at the Convention of Biodiversity, or COP15. And um, we will end this cycle with the negotiations for increased climate finance and adaptations under the actions at the United Nations Framework on the Climate Change, COP27, in Egypt. So close scrutiny to monitor the progress made in achieving the various commitments announced at this conference and in following through on the political declaration will also be necessary. How to monitor this progress? Data is a huge challenge. So from Lisbon on, Listen, I think that science has a fundamental role to play here. Ocean science in particular must receive the support and financing needed. And we also need to ensure that science informs policy so that a, a swift management measures can be taken to redress the course if, if there are indications that we will not meet our objectives. I think we um, also need to rely more on local communities and traditional knowledge holders because, you know, they observe and are affected by the changes in the ocean on a daily basis and their input will be critical in monitoring progress. Finally, I think that uh, also women occupy a significant proportion of the workforce in maritime sectors and an essential input to provide this monitoring process. We need to step up our efforts for gender equality in science and in other domains. Towards healthy oceans, what are the main challenges and opportunities identified here? We saw uh, scientists interacting with civil society, public and uh, private enterprises. What can be seen in future in terms of uh, challenges and opportunities for oceans? That's a good question. Uh, I would say first challenge, silos. We need to break silos. So we need to improve the science policy interface. Uh, we need to expand public-private partnerships for longer-term uh, funding. And uh, we need the various ocean sectors to work hand-in-hand. -hand. Second, financing. Uh, we need to considerably step up our ambitions here because, you know, uh, Sustainable Development Goal 14 remains the least funded of all the Sustainable Development Goals by official development assistance. And um, I probably would say the third um, challenge, which is also an opportunity, capacity. Um, we just need to ensure that everyone can live up to their obligations 
but also can also participate in sustainable ocean economies. And this will not be easy, but opportunities lie ahead thanks to the momentum generated by this conference and I think by the upcoming negotiations. Again, I mean, women, indigenous peoples, local communities, youth, they will provide an untapped source of knowledge that can be harnessed in support of ocean sustainability. Last but not least, innovation, technological and financial. They also provide greater opportunities.